Yo, this is the Ancient Texan. I've been promising you this one, and this is just the first installment on that promise. That there is actually pluses of global warming. There is good news about global warming. We only hear the bad news, and anytime you hear a story and you only hear one theme, one side of that story, you ought to automatically think there might be another side to this story. And if the other side is being crushed and not being discussed, like what's more important or less important, how does that fit with my values, then you should be suspicious. But what I'm going to say to you is not um, the whole story, it's one side of the story. And this is not even going to be in my words, it's going to be an article in Forbes. But there's a lot more literature on it, and we're just making the first installment that there are pluses to global warming. Because actually there's a lot of pluses to global warming. But I'm going to discuss one today that uh, I think is really important. The title of the article is, Excess Heat Can Kill but extreme cold still causes many more fatalities. Hmm, cold weather can kill you. Print and digital media headlines worldwide tell the story of stubbornly persistent heat domes this summer encompassing large parts of continental U.S., Europe, and Asia. Excessive heat can be dangerous to humans. It can lead to potential fatal fatalities, heat exhaustion, blah, 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 heat stroke. But to most vulnerable populations, the effect of heat aren't as obvious. Heat is usually seen as a silent killer. It is only weeks or months later when researchers examine mortality data that they observe steep rises in excess deaths following prolonged heat waves. More than 61,000 such deaths occurred in Europe last summer. Whoa! 61,000 out of the, you know, I don't know, billion people live in Europe. Between 2000 and 2019, annual deaths from heat exposure increased globally. So, heat's bad stuff. 20-year period coincided with the Earth warmed about 0.9 degrees Fahrenheit. The heat-related fatalities disproportionately impacted Asia, Africa, and southern parts of Europe and North America. Hmm. South, that's part of the correlation here. Poverty might be part of the correlation here. Some of those susceptible to heat-related deaths are people with cardiovascular disease such as high blood pressure. Extreme heat adds strain on the heart. Others may have existing respiratory or kidney problems. Hmm. 
Most fatalities occur among the elderly because we can't handle heat as well. This is the ancient Texan here, closer to the 80 than 70. It's harder for their bodies to regulate the temperature when exposed to intense heat. It's harder, harder for us to do everything. According to a 2021 study published in Lancet Planetary Health, cold is far more deadly. For every death linked to heat, nine are connected to cold. I don't know who the hell Lancet Planetary Health is, but let's move on. Excess cold can exacerbate pre-existing metal conditions such as cardiovascular and respiratory diseases. For example, death rates from myocardial infraction increase as temperature drop. This appears to reflect the way cold can affect blood circulation. People exposed to extremely cold conditions can also suffer from direct effects such as frostbite and potentially deadly hypothermia. Just one of my little uh, things since I've, I've discovered that before than cold weather. I always have higher blood pressure when I go to the doctor's office. And I got to thinking, well, it's just the stress of being there. But it's really cold in my doctor's office. So I, I take blood pressure readings. Oh, I go in streaks. You know, one week I might take it 10 times, and the next month I might not take it at all. But I started doing something. If I was cold, I started noticing I had higher blood pressure. Now, I haven't done a you know statistical correlation to see if this is correct. But so that I wouldn't have these, you know, high numbers show up on my data, because I turned this, all this data over to my doctor and discuss it. I started, like, putting a coat on first, and <clears throat> I've got a little heater here in my office, and I'll turn that on, and I keep my office kind of toasty. My feeling, although I have not done respectable data analysis, is that my blood pressure is maybe 5 to 10 points uh, lower on the lead number. It's just that tension of, you know, how you feel when you get cold. And I, I noticed before, if I go outside and I don't put a coat on and I do the perimeter walk with my dog and it's cold outside and I get tense, I get the old pulse irregularities. So, not conclusive. Anecdotal evidence. Interestingly, back to the article, during the 2000-2019 period examined in the study, while heat-related deaths rose, deaths from cold exposure fell. Whoa. Kill more from heat, kill less from cold. And they decreased by a larger amount than the increase in heat-related fatalities. Overall, researchers estimated that approximately 650 thousand fewer people worldwide died from heat exposure during the 2000 to 2019 period than in the 1980 to the 1990s. Half a, half a million. Wow. 
Wow, that's kind of like a big deal. Cold. More cold kills more people than heat. Warm the world up. Less people die of cold. Wow. What a crazy world. To show how just how great the disparity between cold and heat-related deaths, looking specifically at England and Wales, there was on average 800 excess deaths associated with heat and 60,000 associated with cold between 2000 and 2019, according to the authors of the Lancet publication. Okay, now we're going to have another side of the story. Curiously, U.S. data does not depict nearly such a stark contrast. Moreover, the two U.S. government agencies that track heat and cold deaths, National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, and Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, are diametrically opposed in their estimates. Whoa, contradictions in the data or by the data keepers. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, we're just going to call them NOAA, account of what it calls heat-related deaths suggests that during the 30-year period 1988 to 2017, an average of 134 heat-related deaths occurred annually, while 30 per year were cold-related. That that data just seems like, wow, very little people are affected by hot and cold. I mean, that's kind of uh, absurd, my reaction to it, just, just in uh, how small the numbers are. Contrary to NOAA, the CDC's National Center for Health Statistics Compressed Mortality Database, which is based on actual death certificates, indicates that roughly twice as many die people die of cold in a given year than of heat. So I'm, I'm putting my two cents behind the CDC. Still... The CDC's calculations are a far cry from the kind of numbers published in the Lance study, both for England and Wales and the globe in its entirety. It wouldn't be the first time that organization estimates what have seemingly the same observable events are so far apart. Discrepancies in definitions and assumptions around measurements underlie each organization's calculations of cold and heat-related deaths. Anyway, another way, so we're going to just say we we can't sort this out, but we're going to look at it for yet another way. Perhaps another way of approximating the relative difference in cold and heat-related fatalities is to compare deaths in winter and non-winter months. Okay, do more people die when it's hot or do more people die when it's cold? Seems like a reasonably good question. In the U.S., death rates in winter months have typically been 
8 to 12% higher than in the non-winter months. While this can be attributed to the effects of cold, it's also in part a function of the prevalence of more respiratory illnesses such as influenza in winter. The result of winter, winter brings on influenza. So still if you're a person, influenza, influenza being increased in cold counts as one of the, you know, the subheadings of why you die. That, that doesn't discredit dying to me. You're still dead. All things, consider, all things considered, it is very likely in a given year that cold causes more deaths than heat. As the planet heats up, the number of heat exposure deaths increase and fatalities due to cold decrease. The rate of decrease in death owing to cold is faster than the rate of increase in deaths due to heat. And so on balance, there appear to be fewer temperature exposure deaths. And then they, they kind of go on to motherhood statements, which uh, you can find the article if you want to read the motherhood stuff. So, global warming, good or bad? As the planet heats up, less people are going to die from heat-related stress. Well, what about from storms and stuff, you might ask? Well, we don't have the data. Um, Because storms are not going to be evenly distributed. They're probably going to be more in the warmer client and less in the the cold climates. But if you took, let's say you're sitting in the middle of Russia. Is global warming good or bad? You do know that it, a lot of Russia is just below the Arctic Circle. It can usually only grow one crop a year. Just kind of barely get it in and you go just a little further north and a lot of their, they can't grow wheat because it's too damn cold. Siberia, heard of that? Really cold there. If you lived in any one of those two places, would global warming sound like a good thing? As I understand, we would have been normally moving into another glacier age, except this global warming's kind of not the usual out of being usual. So, personally, I like hot. I love summer. Part of it's the scene on the beach. Leave that to your own imagination. But I like it being warmer. More storms. I think we can get ready for more storms. I think we can build better. Now, again, 
anything that changes is harder on poor people. And our wealth inequality in this country and most of the world um, means there's, you know, depending on where you live, there's anywhere from, you know, 20 to 50% of your population is really poor. But it's, it's not this clear thing to me. Here's some data that says less people die when it gets warmer. That's pretty significant. Have you heard about that on the news? Have you heard anybody talking about that? We're going to talk about other things that are better because of global warming. Instead of the doom and gloom and all the bad the world is ending, like that girl from Denmark that goes nuts and tells us, you know, how criminal we are because we're not doing anything. Well, tell her about all the people she's killing and letting die because the weather's too cold. Well, I don't want to play that game. Um, I just want you to keep an open mind that it's not been actually discussed the pluses and minus of global warming and there is actually two sides of the story just like there always is I don't know if there's any exception to not having two sides of the story maybe I guess there would be an exception or there's not always two stories oh that's ironic Anyway, this is your Ancient Texan, and we're going to do more installments on this uh, topic. But global warming ain't all bad. Tell your friends. Tell your friends if they're not too addicted to the religion of global warming, and if you're not too addicted. If you might believe there's two sides to every story... There's a lot of data, a lot of good and bad in this global warming stuff. Anyway, this is your ancient Texan hoping you have a good day and that you stay warm. Namaste.